Today's episode is uh, is Vanity Project. Is that what we call it? Anyway, we're talking about Liam Kirk. Roll the intro. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked On Coyotes, your number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. I am your host, Robin Leonio, alongside Matthew Jacobson. We want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on the SiriusXM Radio app. We're talking about Liam Kirk today, Matthew, and it is exciting because, like, I, I, it's hard to explain because this kid had a lot of hype a few years ago, and I think there's still hopes that he's going to be playing. He's he's, he's going to be a good player, but there's still a lot to unravel about this kind of player. Well, here's the thing: is I I've been high on him for a while, and I I know it's just because I tend to do this thing where I'll pick players typically while I'm playing the NHL video games like Connor Garland, Kyle Capobianco, just to name a couple. And I'm like, I like this guy, or I decided I've liked, I like this guy. I want him to succeed. But the thing is, Liam Kirk is one of those weird examples of someone that I just kind of arbitrarily picked that actually had some decent talent, some decent hype. And while he was a later draft pick, he was drafted seventh round, 189th overall in the 2018 NHL entry draft. He still was good enough, and and I think a guy like Mannix Landry, a guy I was pretty high on from just a couple of years ago, didn't get his ELC. Uh, th- on July eighteenth, twenty twenty one, Liam Kirk gets it, and Liam Kirk, I, I I think not only already has some decent uh, attributes, but also that right there, when you're a seventh round pick, you kind of have to prove something. And other depth picks not getting contracts, but you getting a contract shows me there's something here. The franchise knows there's something here. And then his route to getting here has been a little disappointing. I don't know how else to say it. And I just, this kind of has to be that year and he should be back with the Tucson Roadrunners. I, I, I need to see him make this roster and get like 15 goals this year. I mean, here's the thing, you know, you, that, 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 that I think we also got to consider is just, you know, Liam Kirk was a seventh rounder in 2018. So, mm-hmm. like, seventh rounders tend to have really low expectations. But because of what Liam Kirk did in 21, I, I think it was in the, um, yeah, it was 2021 in the, that, uh, the world championship, right? Uh, he he shined. He shined for England, Team England, and and it was in that moment. I even did an episode, and I'm like, "All right, now is this time for the Arizona Coyotes to sign Liam Kirk to his ELC?" I think so because he proved himself that he belongs in, you know, that he belongs in the sport of hockey. You know, it, it, the difference is, you know, the North, Amer- as we mentioned before, the North American game is much different than the inter- international game. Um, so it's different. When he first came in, I mean, there was still high hopes for him. He got injured, and I think that kind of made a huge setback. But 
I still have the hopes for him. I still have, you know, not, I, my expectations have tempered, but I still have the hope that he's going to, that he will play as well as we kind of hoped he would a few years ago. I see him as someone that should be a top sixer of the AHL. I just, I see him as someone who should be playing at least professional hockey over here in the States. And it just, it, it kind of sucks that the Tucson run was cut so short in 21, 22. Uh, but I, I guess let's just kind of take a look at him since that draft. We'll, we'll start there. Uh, he plays in the OHL for the Peterborough Peets, 63 games, 26 goals, 21 assists, 47 points. And he adds another, Another assist in five playoff games, not bad. For the Great Britain U20 team, he was the captain of the World Juniors that year. Five games, five goals, nine assists, 14 points. That's kind of ridiculous. And then uh, just for the, I think that's the World Cup or World Championship, six games, no points. Still playing for, for Team Great Britain. If you're going to put on the C for your country, be it the, the Olympics, be it the World Juniors, you have to at least in my opinion, you've earned some respect. You know, Barrett Hayton got to wear the C for Team Canada uh, in the, was it 2018 uh, World Junior Championship? So that in and of itself, to me, is is a positive. Then uh, the following season, 2019-2020, he wears the A for the Peterborough Pete. So he's an alternate captain, 47 games, 21 goals, 29 assists, 50 points. He played in fewer games, more than uh, 10 fewer games. I want to say it's exactly 16. My math is terrible on the fly. Had five less goals and three more points. That's very good right there. It's like, okay, he's probably about ready to start playing in the AHL. I think he was one year off of, it, of eligibility. We also had the, the uh, COVID year. He goes on loan in, uh, I, I, I cannot pronounce that league. Ho- uh, I apologize. I am terrible. Hockey Etan. The, the, I, the, the third tier Swedish league. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, 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 I apologize. But he's on loan, 12 games, five goals, five assists, 10 points, still putting up solid numbers. Uh, he is a, part of another uh, Chef, Sheffield Steelers. It's a different uh, league he's playing for. 14 games, 10 goals, 10 assists, 20 points. Going to assume no offense. It's a little bit lesser competition. And then for Great Britain, Great Britain of the World uh, World Championship, seven games, seven goals, two assists, nine points. He's stepping up to expectations. And yes. we're talking about a seventh-round draft pick. Everywhere he's going at this point, he's stepping up. He's at or above the expectations. And you do have a little bit of the hype where uh, he is, to my knowledge, the first uh, you know British player that stayed in Britain to develop that has been drafted and, and went through the system over in the U.K., and that is not insignificant at all. Oh no! no absolutely so not. there's some hype. Yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of why there there's a massive novelty around uh, around Liam Kirk because of that. Is like to imagine being the team that you know that puts him out on the ice, puts him out on you know in the professional game here in North America um, as someone who, um, you know, especially for a lot of people who maybe here in the states. Who are also, you know, like they were born and raised in the UK, they just moved here. But they'd like to see a kid from back home for them play in the NHL or the A, you know. Liam Kirk was that for a lot of people when he first when, when he first got drafted and then when he got when he signed his ELC. 
everyone got so excited about that. Yeah, and as an Arizona kid who gets excited every single time I'm rooting for another Arizona kid, uh, was it Snell just won the Indoor Football League Championship for with the Bay Area Panthers. He had the Brock Purdy story last year. Of course, even though Austin Matthews was born in California, he's raised in Arizona. You have the Josh Doan story. Anytime you give me a local kid and they're succeeding, I'm going to get excited. So I can actually understand why there would be some hype there and why people would want to see people that are from where they're from succeeding and reaching higher levels. Exactly. We're going to continue to talk about Liam Kirk, though, and, you know, see maybe see where we think he's going to get at and uh, just what we hope to see out of his career coming up in just a bit. But first, we're going to take a break, quick break to hear from our sponsors on the show. Let's talk about FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offer from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now, that's now is the best time to join FanDuel, the app that is easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Matt. Let's continue to talk about Liam Kirk. Um, and one of the things I really want to talk about is just like, yeah, the last couple of years I think is really important because I think his first season in the Tucson Roadrunners, he, you know, plays a couple of games and then he I, I believe he leaves the game early. We find out he tears his ACL. Um, he's out for the season. Everyone's heartbroken because everyone was hoping to see Liam Kirk. I was hoping to see Liam Kirk. I was I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a Liam Kirk, Robert Kachina jersey. Next year mm-hmm. he comes back but only plays one game before getting sent to Atlanta where he plays 15 games and then gets loaned from Atlanta to the Liga. Um Maybe elite actually probably was better for him because I think what league is like the elite Finnish league versus you know ECHL, which is like you know a third tier um, development league here in in the states. So like it it was better for him, but it's just like you got to feel for him on from going that expectations a couple years ago to kind of just been bouncing around. Yeah, because in, in 21-22, I was excited to have him down in Tucson. Uh, actually, I was listening to a couple of extra games that I normally would just because I wanted to see what's going on with Liam Kirk. And it was eight games, two goals, one assist, three points. Uh, if my memory serves correctly, he scored in his first AHL game, uh, which was just – you want to see your prospects develop. And Liam Kirk kind of very early on was showing some of that hype was real at the AHL level, then that injury. And then last year, obviously, maybe it was a little bit unreasonable for me to expect him to be 100%. However, it, it just kind of, I don't know if it's the amount of time he was out. You kind of get a personal bias there. But I was expecting a lot from him last year at, at Tucson, and he didn't crack the opening night roster. He was still on the roster, but he did not crack the lineup because he just he didn't beat out enough guys to get into the lineup. And that, that bothered me. It, it was him and, and uh, Colin Tyson, two roadrunners that I'm a really big fan of, really been following their careers, didn't make that roster. And 
considering Tucson had that its struggles <laughs> at, at times. And there are certain players where I'm a little confused. We're in the lineup over others, but then again, you know, that's a coaching decision and, and they obviously know more than I do, but you know, I, I was asking a couple of questions and I, I was not very comfortable with, with that. He plays one game, plays in Atlanta, 15 games, five goals, six assists, 11 points. I was actually not watching or listening to, but I was following along on the Twitter feed, uh, Atlanta gladiators. Cause I was paying attention to what was going on with them. He was playing well. They also had him playing on a line with Tyson for a little bit. And, uh, I'm thinking, okay, so maybe he just needed to, you know, we don't have a roster spot for you right now. We'll let you kind of get your feet wet. I figured he would come back. Never really did. He gets loaned out to Liga. And look, 25 games, 7 goals, 12 assists, 19 points. The production is up. It's kind of it – lo- it should map right to about where his production was in 2021-22 at the AHL level, which is good. And, and playing in Liga, you want to play in one of those top three European leagues if you're going to go over to Europe. It just – I wanted him over here. I wanted him playing for Tucson. I really wanted him as part of the playoff push, and I'm not sure how eligibility works or once you're officially on loan, you have to stay there for a certain amount of time or the end of the season. I'm not going to pretend I'm knowledgeable enough on that, but all I know is I really wanted him in Tucson, and the fact that he got sent to the ECHL and still really didn't crack Tucson's roster bothered me, and it, it left me a little a- apprehensive and now we're in a contract year and we have to ask the eternal question of, let's just say he has a really good year, which I hope he does. I'm rooting for Liam Kirk. I hope he goes out there 15 plus goals for Tucson. If he plays well, is it a fluke? Is this what he was? And he's getting back to that point after the injury is, you know, where do you go from there? And that's the unfortunate questions we have to ask right now surrounding him. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, it definitely is a tough question. I think, you know, if you're, uh, you know, the, uh, the the Coyote, if you're Bill Armstrong and uh, and John Ferguson, that's a decision you have to make. Um, I think they probably are going to take a look, at, probably take a look at his development. Probably talk to the scouts who probably watched him in Liga, and mm-hmm. uh, as well as just taking a look at what he does this year. At the end of it all, maybe if he plays well this year, they sign him to like, you know. One of those like a qualifying, like a, like a, essentially like a show me qualifying offer. Where it's like, all right, we'll get you another year, another maybe another two years, see what happens. And honestly, I hope they go the two year route, just because he's what twenty three years of age. He's born in two thousand. I should be able to do simple math. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and and show my arse a little bit there. But uh, you know, twenty three year old kid, st- younger than me. So you're still a kid. Um, yeah. I, I think two years. If he comes out, plays well, top six role, consistent top six role, maybe stick him with Nate Smith. Right? Nate Smith still has a decent shot, decent pass. I think Liam Kirk, one of his best things, at least that I noticed in the very, very, very brief amount of time I've gotten to watch him or listen to him or see his highlights, he has a pretty decent shot. So you can have someone that can dish in the puck well, something can, can go well on, on that second line. I don't know who else is going to be on the roster. I would love to see him be a top liner, but I'm, I'm not going to put the pressure on him right now. I want him in a top six role, give him a two-year extension, and hopefully he can crack the Coyotes roster, although it kind of feels like the Coyotes roster is already a little predetermined. But if someone like Liam Kirk works hard enough, he might be able to steal one of those spots. And all I'm going to say is this, is if, for example, for example, all right, 
Uh, they're, they're re-signing some guys, want to bring in a couple of guys, and Liam Kirk can give you a similar production to a Matias Michelli. You can pay Liam Kirk a little less than Matias Michelli. <laughs> Just hypothetically. <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think the thing, too, again, got to remember is, again, where, you know, where in the draft he was um, he was taken, which as we as we mentioned, I think that's what tempers everyone's expectations even to start off with. Even even though he had those good good couple of years, because I think what less than one percent, like point one percent of seventh round picks end up becoming like good NHL players. Like I want, I'm gonna look up two names. Just because I, I I am I am that man. <laughs> You're that. You're that, that guy. That I I am that guy, pal. I am that guy. <laughs> uh, I just want to double check before I start spouting off at the mouth. No, Datsuk was a sixth round pick, which still is is very low. It's, that was amazing value they got out of that pick. And then Zetterberg was a seventh round pick. If Liam Kirk can only be Hall of Famer Henrik Sederberg. <laughs> if Liam Kirk can only. Also, I just want to clarify the Michelli comment. I'm just giving a player as an example. I love right, Michelli. I want him around for the long haul. <laughs> All right. I'm going to name you. I'm going to name you five players who are all drafted right. seventh round. And it's in order by games played and give you an idea of uh, some of the actual good talent that came out of the seventh round. All right. Joe Pavelski at tw- at uh, 1,250 games. Okay. Anton Strawman at 938 games. God, who got that value? Uh, Who's the one Patrick, who drafted him? Patrick Hornquist at 901. Horny? Horny with the seven? Yeah. Justin Braun okay. at 842. Uh-huh. And Jason Demmer is at, two, at 700 games. Yeah, sorry, Craig. They're not going to sign Jason Demers back. Where does uh, where, where does Henrik Zetterberg fall on that list in games played? Why don't I see him on this list? He he was a seventh rounder. I just looked it up. It doesn't it doesn't say on here. Wow, wow. Because you know what? It, I'll, it, it even I'll goes down to a player who's played only one one game. At 42, so I don't, but his name doesn't even show up. So, wow, I, I think your your resources are bogus and you've probably just spread misinformation on the internet. I'll fill the dead air with a little trivia. All right, I, I you already know the answer, but pretend you don't. All right, former Coyote, uh, he's top three in three or four in games played by uh, players born in the UK, not British players, players born in the UK. So, what is that? I- Ireland, Scotland, and, and England are the, the primary countries of the UK. Yeah. Former Coyote, name him. We just talked about this. Didn't we? Did you forget? Yeah, yes, we just I we did. just did. <laughs> Owen I Nolan. Forgot. Coyote great. Who played 76 games as a Coyote, 60 goals, 24 you know, assists, 40 it's, points. It's funny, I forgot that if Owen Liam Kirk can just do that. I I forgot that <laughs> Owen Nolan was a Coyote because my as a 
Bay Area born and born and raised kid, I assume I just I assumed he was a shark for life. Um, he played for Quebec before that. Still. Oh my god, did he you know, did he get traded the cup year? So he never got the Stanley Cup. <laughs> I don't like Owen Nolan. <laughs> anyway. We're not gonna go into that. We're not gonna go into my uh perceived slights with Owen Nolan that I'm pretty sure were just him looking a little him looking a little perturbed when I took a picture of it when I was eleven or ten or whatever. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Back to Liam Kirk. What are your realistic expectations for him uh, heading into the season? Not what you want to happen. What do you genuinely think is going to happen? Let's give. Let's try to give an actual projection and opinion here. All right, actual projection. Um, I think he probably he cracks the Tucson Roadrunners roster and then probably averages around like middle six minutes, maybe like third line. Don't know. Can't 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 imagine points though. Hard to tell. Interesting. Very interesting. I am forever the optimist. I I don't know when I turn into the optimistic one of the group, but I'm the optimist. If you look at his career, at every single level, at some point, he seems to go not quite a point per game, but he gets pretty close. Uh, the OHL, the Peterborough piece in 2019-2020 was his point-per-game year. Uh, everything else is either just around, just slightly below, uh, except for when he played for Sheffield on loan. I am going to project he makes the roster. He's going to either bounce around between the second and third line until he establishes himself, or he's going to have to work his way up from the bottom. But I'll just say right around third line minutes. 10 goals. That's fair. He, does he seem to get more assists and goals? He does seem to consistently get more assists and goals. So let's go 10 goals, 17 assists, 27 points. And that's his, his base. That's not bad. That's, that's not bad. I mean, that's, you know, not again, you, it's, it's, it's a different expectation, but like, I think that's, that's fair. That's definitely fair. That's just me trying to be conservative and and try to you know map yeah. it out and trying to because we don't want to over overstate it because then we'll be disappointed. Now, Liam, if you're watching, and I'm going to assume because I think your mom liked a tweet of mine. All right, take this as a personal insult and score 25 goals, 45 assists, and however many please points do. that is. I'm no, I'm just a double American. <laughs> um, please do. Crack the real NHL quick. roster. Win a cup for us for all I care. <laughs> yeah, Real quick, Matt. I do want to put my correction out there on the seventh round picks because all right. my list was only filtered to active players. Oh, okay. So, so who's the top ten? Top, so top ten. Doug Gilmore. 1474 what? points. <laughs> I okay. mean, uh, games played. And then Pavelski, Todd Marchant, eleven ninety five. Cliff Ronning, eleven thirty seven. Former Coyote legend, Cliff Ronning, by the way. Andrew Brunette, eleven ten. Ian Lapierre, ten ten eighty three. At seven, Henrik Zetterberg, ten eighty two. At eight, 
Redeem Verbata at 10.87. Verbi! 10.57, sorry. <laughs> Verbi! <laughs> Nine is uh, Lyle Odelin at uh, 10.56. And then at 10 is Robert Lang, 9.89. That's like three Coyote legends right there. All right. That, uh, Robert Lang? Y'all, y'all remember the Robert Lang experience when he was he was acquired at the deadline or a little bit before the deadline, so he can be a part of the 2010 playoff run or redeem Verbata, the the dude that you knew you knew what shootout move that was, and he's still gonna get you with that silky smooth forehand, backhand, top shelf. I I, I think he made a deal with the devil type stuff, and then. Cliff Ronning, someone who I loved in the video games. I think he was on my team in NHL 06. I don't remember if he was on default roster or not. Uh, I I, I know. I'm old. Carbon date me. All right. I played on the GameCube back in the day. Uh, But Coyote Legend Cliff Ronning. I remember those early NHL video games. It was fun. Anyway, that was like Coyoteception. Liam, you 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 got some competition. So. Again, if you'd like to take any of my potential criticisms personally, uh, put a picture of, of of me on your wall. You can throw darts at it if you want. You can shoot hockey pucks at it. 25 goals this year. Come on, you got this. Oh, I'd love to see it. <laughs> That's all, right. all I got. Um, anything else? When I, when, final thoughts you want to touch on before we close off? No, no. those I already gave my final thoughts. Come on, Liam. You got this. All right. Well, uh, well, uh, that's going to be it for today's episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, to like, to leave a comment, and subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on the Sirius XM radio app. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes. On the app formerly known as Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Jacobson is at the AZ Sports Guy. Interact with us, ask a question we might ha- you might have, and we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>